And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Jimmy Lemke, who you can find at Panther U, uh, will not be joining us today. Uh, filling in for him is, uh, is uh, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. How we doing? And uh, Matt, I keep continually forgetting what is your Twitter address. It is GrizzTalkOU, correct? Yeah, that sounds about right. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. I forget. I, I think that's right. I should remember these things, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, you know, we're not even halfway through the conference schedule. It's been a long season already. So, But you can also find, uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at HorizonRT. And apparently, I guess we're, uh, we're, we're building ourselves quite a following. So that, that's, uh, that's great. Thank you all for uh for following us and uh, and, and listening to us and and uh, you know keeping up with our varying madness week after week so um so week three is is in the books done it is in the books and we, we have ourselves a new leader coming out of the gate uh at at five uh, with a five and one record it's and I'm sure that you know and we'll talk a little bit about this later. Um, but yeah, Detroit Mercy is is five and one, and currently a half game up on uh, half game up on on Northern Kentucky. And like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about you know the the dynamic, the current dynamic over at Detroit Mercy's conspiracy, especially Matt, as it as it relates to uh, kind of the upcoming uh, Metro Series game that uh, the Titans have up against Oakland here very soon. Um, first, first one of the season for us with the first men. First one of the season, and uh, first one of the season, and, and really probably the first one in a long time that that kind of means something. Um, that that seems like it's going to be a, a a definitely must kind of watch. It, it definitely sound looks like a, an actual must watch game this time around because obviously the last couple of years have have been just not good. <laughs> uh, depends. When, when all, I disagree about not good, but uh, you know I like winning. <laughs> So, um, speaking of uh, speaking of which, obviously the the big uh, and of course Northern Kentucky, uh, like I said, is a half game out of first place. But the the Norths are kind of in a good position right now. Um, aside from the 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 defeat that the Grizz put on Northern Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Aside from that, that, that uh, entire deal, uh, the uh, Northern Kentucky uh, definitely. Got a win that they needed to get against uh, against Wright State. Um, Wright State did uh, for 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 all the issues that Wright State has had this season. That that matchup was a real the the game on Friday. That that was a really good game. Um, but in the end, it was it, you know Northern Kentucky wanted it more. I mean they 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 were able to kind of. Uh, you know, you know, withstand the uh, the raider uh, the raider onslaught and uh, you know prevail. So that was a uh, so that was definitely something. And uh, I, I definitely think it was one of those things where um, this is and you know again the key to the game and, and we'll the, the definitely the key to the game was was near the end at the end. You know, Drew McDonald, who I thought uh, probably put that game away. I, I thought put that game away for them. You know, the da- he, he hit that dagger three right at the yeah. end there. I mean, that, that sealed it. Yeah, and we we made sure to point that out on the on the Twitter uh, uh, on our Twitter account too. That uh, that that Drew McDonald that that three pointer kind of kind of sealed the deal for the kind of sealed the deal for the North with uh, Drew McDonald. And that's interesting because you and now you know now that and that, that was kind of the big test for them. Uh, uh, again, another big test. And so, 
Uh, honestly, now Northern Kentucky gets to go into Ohio, where they're playing a winless Cleveland State team and a Youngstown State team. And I don't, I honestly don't think either team has an answer for Drew McDonald. Yeah, and uh, I, I, and I, I recognize that, I recognize that Northern, obviously Northern Kentucky has a bunch of different weapons, but truthfully, you know, <laughs> for, you know, the, the, truthfully, you know, Drew McDonald's kind of the, you know, one of the, you know, it is, is, you know, from, from a front court standpoint, very dangerous. And not to mention the fact that obviously he's got that inside out game as evidenced by that dagger three. Right. So, um, so I don't think that, well, I know for sure that Cleveland State's not going to have an answer for him. Uh, Cleveland State has not- to hope that Appleby just goes crazy. And I mean, he is capable of that. We saw it at the tournament last year. Outstanding. But, uh, but who else is there? <laughs> yeah. But you got to remember last year, not only did you have Tyree Appleby, but you also had another option. You also, Steph Kenich was playing way better than he is now because Steph mm-hmm. Kenich is, you know, up hot and cold this year. You also had a Kenny Carpenter who could, who was another scoring option. I'm struggling to figure out who exactly is the, the solid, uh, who is the solid second option for Cleveland State, especially if Tyree Appleby has a crap game, which he, by the way, did against IUPUI. Who's the second option? And I, I mean, don't see it. You're trying to find it. So is Cleveland State. They don't. They don't know. And that's. I mean, they're living and dying by Appleby, and that's, that's not not a yeah, good way to go. That is not a good way to go. And I've seen that. Uh, and again, I've seen that play out too. Like along. But and the, the other. And again, the other issue is not so much. Is not only do, do does Northern Kentucky have the inside game that's going to just wreak havoc on Cleveland State. You know, you have Drew McDonald who can, who can, you know, Drew McDonald who can, and, and the rest of the, you know, Drew McDonald and, uh, Jalen Tate and, you know, all those guys, you know, the, you know, the, the, they have some sharpshooters on that, on that, uh, Northern Kentucky team, which is not good for Cleveland State, who gave up 17 against UIC on Saturday. No, so that's not. There, I mean, the 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 three point defense at Cleveland State is non-existent. I would say the entire defense is non-existent, but the three point defense was absolutely exposed. So I, I'm not. It's not looking good. <laughs> I mean, it's no, looking, that's, that's it, not it a actually good is looking outstanding. Northern Kentucky is really well positioned to be able to put together a, a nice road trip in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are inclined to do that, and um, especially on. Starting on Thursday, I really think they're that that's going to definitely be uh, uh you know that that's definitely going to be a good. I don't want to say it's it, it's going to be definitely a a nice thing for them on Thursday. Uh, on Thursday, um, honestly, they may end up. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I, it's it's just one of those things where it's like yeah um, I I actually see Northern Kentucky deep in the weekend unless uh, uh, unless unless somehow unless Youngstown State has something for them and they may I mean Youngstown State was able to get uh, get past uh, IUPUI on Saturday so they may have something for them again it's got to be probably something fluky that happens over the weekend for uh, for Northern Kentucky to get out of there you know, to not get a sweep and honestly I also see uh, the same the same thing with Wright State I mean. For, again, for all the issues that Wright State has had, this may all this also is looking this may also be looking like a pretty good weekend for them as well. Um, especially since they have a couple of options uh, that you know a couple of options in Loud and Love and, and Cole Gentry uh, among others. So that's but uh, I, I do kind of see you know, I, I definitely see Northern Kentucky getting to a point where they're now. I think they're kind of just gearing up towards kind of the end of the season and kind of 
looking to kind of tweak a bunch of things that kind of befelled them last year. So um, they're in a good position. There's no doubt about that. I really think there's only three teams that match up well with Northern Kentucky at this yeah. point. Because, um, I mean, it's all about that inside game. And, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Oakland proved, obviously, that they, they can match up. They've got the people. Yes. They've got the horses down low. You know, they've done that. Mm-hmm. Right State does match up. I mean, the, the Love-McDonald matchup is just, just a heavyweight fight down there. Absolutely. Um, and it was on Friday, definitely. And then I think Milwaukee's the other one. And I'm not a huge Milwaukee guy, but I think Milwaukee showed that they can contain, you know, they contained us this week with Xavier Hill Mays down low. Yeah. Um, and that, and I, watching that, I, I think Milwaukee has a chance to to trip up um, Northern Kentucky this season as well, potentially, that's just because, again, they, they, ma- they match up well. Oh, that's inter- interesting you mentioned that because I know because uh, I know uh, I, I know Jimmy lamented about the, the issues that uh, that Milwaukee had uh, last episode, and um, I, I, it's, I'm sorry he's not on the podcast this week because, you know, obviously the, the Panthers got a win, and I'm sure he was really happy about that part. <laughs> they they put they pushed Xavier Holmes into the worst game he's played all season. Campy was very down on him. Um, I think X was pretty down on himself. They frustrated him. I mean, he went like oh of eight from the field at one point, and that's not a typical Xavier Holmes um, sure. night. You know, they they really did a nice job on him, and that's that. You know, that's what it's going to take. It's the same thing that OU did to McDonald, where um, they didn't put X on him. They had Brad Recting and James Beck just frustrate him all night. And I mean, McDonald still got some, but it wasn't his normal night, and that's what you know kept NKU from winning that game, I think. And um, Milwaukee, I think, can do it to him, too. But I have seen no way that Cleveland State can match up. I see no way that Youngstown State can match up down low. And that's once not he's their ro- game, really. For neither Youngstown or Cleveland State, that's not their game. No, so. and once he's once he's rolling, it opens up the other options to, yeah. to, to hit. And, that, and that's what it's about, is, you know, you know who, who the main guy is going to be on almost all these um, Horizon League teams any night. But it's about once they're going, or if they're going, who else, you know, who's that number two, even number three, and if those guys get going, then, then those, exactly. that's, you know, easy to tell who's going to win that night. Yeah, that's going to be uh, and and like I said, that's probably and with kind of the the matchup issues that both Cleveland State and Youngstown State are going to have, it's just going to be a matter of probably you know Drew McDonald probably getting starting getting uh, you know starting you know putting his kind of mark on the game and then starting to you know get everybody else involved. Unless of course they decide to start, unless of course they start uh, start raining threes right away, which is not out of the realm of possibility either. Right. And yeah, you know, and again, against a against a, a Cleveland State team whose three point defense is practically non-existent, um, I wouldn't doubt it. No. <laughs> so, um, which, which actually, I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought up the I'm glad you brought up the Oakland uh, I'm glad you brought up Oakland. Obviously, you're an Oakland guy. Um, obviously, Sometimes. you had, you had kind of a mixed bag this weekend. Um, um, you kind of touched on it a little where uh, you had a Milwaukee team come in and and win. Um, I was kind of surprised by that myself. Um, but then you turn, but then the Grizz, and, and then the Grizz kind of turn around, they, they turn around and, um, they, they, they were on, they, they put it in another gear in the second half of that Green Bay game. Cause that Green Bay game was, was pretty close in the first half. But they were, then, they were down at the half. Yeah, they were, they were, I think they were down what, three at the half? Uh, I think they closed it to two, I think. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that, they were down two. They were down two. Um, and then, and then, you know, Oakland just went off on that second half and it was, and they 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 definitely they, they definitely put the, they definitely put the hurt on uh, on uh, on Green Bay in the second half of that game and and took away that win. So that was uh that that was uh that was a really good that was you know honestly a pretty good game for them. 
Um, what's I guess this you know we maybe it was I know we talked last week a little bit about uh, the 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 early three and zero start on, with Green Bay. Um, this was not a good trip for them at all in terms of uh, the, the Michigan trip was not a good trip at all for them. No, and I think that's what what you saw from Green Bay is what the Michigan trip should be this year. I mean, we'll we'll get into more of the the Oakland Mercy matchup coming up, but. But I, I think, I mean, Oakland has been known to have this home court advantage for a while. You know, we we, we have a great environment in our, in our little gym, as everyone likes to think of it. But mm-hmm. uh, the team hasn't always produced. Every, everything sure. else has been there. It's been the team that's been lacking. But when the team puts it together, it's an awful place to play. And if Mercy's going to play the way they're playing, that Michigan trip is, is, is not nice for, for the league. So, yeah. And and, and we, we've seen it already, the, the, the issues early on that teams have had um, going up to Michigan this year. I mean, Northern Kentucky didn't get, you know, Northern Kentucky, you know, split the pair, split the pair. Wright State split the pair. Green Bay didn't win anything at all. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be yeah. I, I I'm not looking forward to see you know there you know for there's it, it's gonna be a very interesting dynamic with both with uh, with the rest of the teams who've got to go up there and it's yeah that's it, it's gonna be kind of ugly actually um, because and and I'd like to point out again the you know with regards to the with specifically with the Oakland. Green Bay game. Um, the and I mentioned this a couple. I, I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, where uh, Oakland has a dynamic where any one of those guys can go off at any given point, at any given on any given game, um, which is an interesting dynamic for Oakland this year, as opposed to say maybe years past, where they've had that one guy there who is kind of the the anchor of the offense. You know, last year obviously you had Kendrick Nunn. In years past, you you know you. And you know, then you had Kay Felder, but yeah, this year it's it's a to me it looks like it's a lot more balanced, and well, you can have any one of those guys um, put together a good game for them. If you if you go back to the the fan episode at the beginning of the year, I told you asked me about Oakland. I said no one knows, but what I like about neither did I. <laughs> But what I had said is I like about this team is they're going to win down low most uh-huh. of the time, which I, I'm not going to tell you I've been completely right about this. This team is shooting much better than I expected them to be. Sure. But um, but they're winning down low, and it's spread around. There is no superstar, and it's, that's a different thing for Oakland. But I personally like that better. I think it's more successful than having to count on Kendrick Nunn to get his or, yeah. you know, Kay Felder. Who, sure. I, if, who, who would have thought that Kamari Newman was going to get 33? I think he ended up with that. Um, Honestly, I probably – because I, I think I mentioned uh, – it wasn't last episode, but it was the, uh, a couple of episodes ago where I said at any point in time anybody can go off in there it could be a Javen Cumberland one game it could be a Xavier Hill Mays another game it could be a Braden Norris another game it could be a Kamari Newman and I'm I am still holding out for a Brad Brechting breakout game by the way I am oh, I I love the way Brad plays he's he's seen I, I don't know Brad Brechting I bet you he's a wonderful person and yeah. but I, man if I, I I offered it on Twitter Brad if and if you're listening I will donate to Oakland men's basketball charity of choice to not see Brad Brechting shoot another three-pointer this year. Uh, I did not. I didn't have the opportunity to see that three-pointer, but uh, he wow. shot a lot. He, he has shot a lot of them this year, and he had the green light for a while. He, he's a good three-point shooter, actually. But if he's shooting a three, that's leaving nobody down low, and it's it's just not pretty. He needs to get get down low and play down low. I mean, that's what he did. I, and I, yeah, I agree with you. I really, th- I think that's it. To me, I've always thought that was his game anyway. So I always thought so until this year. But he, uh, he he's been shooting a lot more, and I mean. 
I think a 6'11 dude down low is definitely an advantage for OU in this league, and I, I want to see him dominate oh, down low. And um, I mean, back in going going way back when we had Benson and uh, Hudson down low, way back mm-hmm. in the day, everyone would double Keto, and Keto would just throw that that lob over to Hudson, and Hudson got his points that way. And I want to see more of that when just X feeding Brad down low or James back both of them. And we need to see Beck finish better at the rim. But he's he's had a great week, um, at least from yeah, a fan I mean, perspective. That, I mean, the the Green Bay game, he pulled down seven boards. I mean, that's you know. You know, he, he only had four points, but he pulled down seven boards. So, yeah, he his presence was definitely felt uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday specifically. So that's a that's a that's a big that's going to be a big plus for for Oakland moving forward. And and you brought up something again. This is also something that is and as you as we mentioned earlier, uh, I mentioned before, um, you you know, Oakland has that that that's the that's Oakland's potential really where. Um, and and they showed it early on against Northern Kentucky, where they can they have the ability to isolate to be able to have an answer for Drew McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was uh so and because they have the because they got the because they got the guys to do it. Yeah, and I mean that's and that's not including we've taken the red shirt off of Babatunde Suunmi, um, who's still not seeing the floor a lot, but he he is an option. Yeah, that's another seven foot monster we can throw out. I mean, I I don't know what he weighs like two sixty, two seventy. He's a he's a big big guy, still learning the game a bit. He's one of those international guys that didn't play basketball until he was yes. much older, so he's still learning learning the game. But man, you he's a, he's a big fella. Yeah, I'm 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 actually looking forward to him because I, I, as I understand it correctly, he he does as I remember as I re- recall, I do believe he follows the show he follows the show on Twitter. So uh, shout out to you, Babatunde. We're looking for a big game for you too at some point. Um, probably not this year, and that's okay, but it's coming. Well, it doesn't really need to, honestly. I mean, he he's actually in a very good position where you have the guys already up front who are kind of yeah, kind of you know they you know he's got the you know Greg Camp he's got the guys up front where you know he can throw them out there and you know. Bob they can go in and kind of really – he can learn the game, really, and probably in the best possible environment at this moment moment in time. Right. I, I, I personally was very surprised, kind of shocked. I'm not the coach. It's not my call. I, I don't – I'm surprised to have seen the red shirt come off this year, but, hey, I'm sure he's got a plan. I'm, I'm sure that the Nobles' uh, disappearance is a, is a part of that and academics or whatever whatever yeah. is going on there. I'm pretty sure it's academic. But yeah, that I've was heard. the other thing, too, that kind of surprised me. You know, that, that's the other thing, too, obviously. And, and I'm glad you brought up the, the – the nobles issues because obviously you know that could have potentially been uh, an issue for this team in years past as well but again there's such a balance within the within what on the squad this season that it it really hasn't been that much of a uh, it hasn't really been that much hasn't had the effect it would have in say years past what what it's really done is given guys like uh, Trey Maddox is playing. I mean Maddox was going to be in the rotation anyway but he's getting more minutes um sure. he's actually someone to watch in the next year or two because as he's figuring this game out he's someone that can create his own shot which is the one thing Oakland doesn't have on the floor right now but he does have that ability and he's shown it a bit he's just learning how and when um, and then Kenny Pittman also took um got rid of the red shirt and has been sure. playing seeing more minutes he started the other day because Maddox got himself in trouble um, missed like team breakfast or was late Ooh. to something or both or whatever it was. So Pittman got the start. Pittman was one of the top um, three point shooters in Illinois coming out of high school last year. The kid could shoot, and uh, you know it's just figuring out what what his role is and when and how and um, trying to make sure you don't end up at Campy's doghouse like Stan Scott. But like other than that, there's there's the talent is there, and those those guys can all shoot. Yeah, and, and they and again they pr- they proved it against uh, against Green Bay. I mean they they shot for fifty five. They shot for fifty five percent, forty five from the from the three beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. I mean that is 
And that is a huge advantage. That's going to be a huge advantage moving. And again, a huge advantage for a team that, let's face it, neither of us had any idea what we were in for this season. I told you I liked them. I told you, Bob. I know you did. I, I, I was still on the fence. And maybe it's because of the – and, and I'm telling you, maybe I'm pretty sure that the, the, the non-conference screwed me up bad. I'm telling you. It really did. <laughs> but now we see it. Now we see yeah, and, and now we see now we see the the method to everyone's madness now apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um not just Oakland but obviously, you know, obviously so uh, so to Detroit. <laughs> um yeah. this is and it's it's that over and it's that overriding theme once again of you you it's overriding theme that you know I've been we've been talking about uh, throughout the season on the podcast that you, you underestimate Mike Davis at your peril. I mean, um, and, and it's funny, and it's and I I have to bring this up because last episode I said. That, you know, Antoine Davis, who, you know, obviously is putting together probably one of the best seasons um, in the league. Um, we'll talk a little bit about more about kind of where he stands um, in, with regards to that. But I mentioned the fact that um, I may mention the fact I think I said it offhand last episode where it's like, um, you know, Antoine Davis is going to have an, an off night and, you know, it's just it's going to be all Josh McFolly. And what happens on Thursday? <laughs> Josh McFawley goes off. <laughs> and he, he'd been having a rough season. I think he's still figuring out how to play off the ball a bit more and where he fits into to the Anton Davis show. Yeah. But, but he, he got his. He definitely got – I was like, you got to be – I thought it was the most – I thought it was the most hilarious thing on the planet. Like, yeah, of course he – yeah, of course he – I was – yeah. I, yeah, the, one, of those, one of those times where I'm once again actually making correct assessment – um, where I make a correct prediction when I didn't even mean to. Um, although half the time I've cursed everyone, so that's not helpful. Um, like I did with Detroit a couple a uh, couple months ago. But yeah, the the yeah it was like it was the it was that that Thursday game. It was kind of a you know jo- the Josh McFolly Antoine Davis show. I mean, it was. It was definitely a sight to see. I mean, that was it was a it was really I I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that is that is something. And also too with that for Detroit Mercy again with it for a team that you know we pretty much all collectively you know thought, nah, this is going to be a down year for them. This is this is beyond anything that I could possibly think that they could have done this year. Beyond anything, I mean. I think I think what they're doing is exposing how bad the league is, and I, I'm not supposed to say that. Probably, you know. No, but, uh, you're you are correct, and I think we all. I think we when we we talked about the hiring of Mike Davis, uh, hiring of Mike Davis at the you know during the off season. We had talked about kind of the way the league has been, you know, the league is structured, and hey, you never know. Mike Davis might come in and be able to, you know, you know, get to a point where he actually turns things around to the point where Detroit does pretty, you know, doesn't do as bad as we think. Um, I expected Detroit I, I, to turn I mean, around. Five and one. I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean. 
No, I guess I was. I expected Detroit to turn around, and as an Oakland fan, I hate saying that. But I had it as another year or two. He, he needed to get some more recruits in sure. around Antoine. No, they're, they're, he, he took a bunch of guys off the playground, and uh, he's he's put together a team that's winning. It's amazing. I mean, it's it, and they are. I mean, and and that also and again that also kind of speaks to how good. I mean, I, I how good Antoine Davis has been. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I don't think anybody. I don't think we. I think we really under estimated how good Antoine Davis is going to be this season. I think, I mean, that that's the truth. And, and by the way, I also, yeah, you know, go ahead and I'm sorry, it sounds like you got something. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I definitely did. I mean, I knew he was good, but I mean, I, I took it as, you know, another coach's son, all this. Yeah. It's not like, the, you know, he decided to not go to Duke and, and go to Mercy. He was coming out of Houston, like, you know, he, he committed to Houston. I figured he'd be a yeah. good mid-major player, maybe a you know sure. an average high-major player, but I mean, you know not what? to take anything honestly, not to take anything away from Houston right now because they're sitting at sixteen and one and in the AACs and uh, you know at the top of the AAC standings and the rank seventeenth in the country. So I mean, right. I mean, not to take away any. I mean, they, whatever is going on with Kelvin Sampson and uh, and Houston, they they definitely got it going on now. And so you know, yeah, and, and but man, I'm telling you, it's, it, it it has been. A, it has really been, um, I, I'm, I, I don't, I want to stop short in saying that Detroit Mercy basketball is back, but right now, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you look at an eight and ten record and say, you know, that's really not anything to write home about, literally anywhere else. But from from where we thought Detroit was going to be at the beginning of the season, absolutely exceeds expectations. I definitely didn't expect them to make the the, the rise of tournament, let alone no. you know be running the running the league right now. Yeah, I, yeah, they, I mean, it, but and and you brought it up, and you brought it up. I mean, it, it's it, it you know it's it's a combination. I, I think it's a, it is a combination of a couple of things. It is a combination of um, Mike Davis being able to, you know, being able to, you know, maximize his, you know, what he's able to do, uh, coupled with, uh, coupled with a lot of missteps on, on the behalf of the, a lot of the rest of the Horizon League teams. I, you know, you you didn't expect. I I really didn't expect Cleveland State to start the start the conference season zero and six. I mean, they, you know, I I said for many, I said a lot during the off season that Cleveland State was not as bad as everybody's predicting, and I'm I'm looking like an idiot right now. But for anybody who's, but at the same time, Detroit Mercy. The opposite is true. No, the no one ex- expected this. What's that? Nobody expected them to be this good in, in league. Like no, this is this is good. Absolutely not. I know. So that's that's. I'm I'm sure as an Oakland guy, this this is definitely sending a shiver up the, up your spine. Um, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going in cocky on Saturday. How about that? That that will be a, that, uh, That's that's probably going to be a new feeling for you. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, I mean. <laughs> The way I see it, are we ready to talk Saturday? Are we get the time? We, yes, yes, we are now. Um, now, as, and as of course we all know, and and uh, you know, fun fact by the way, uh, Matt, and you, you know, the, the very first episode of the podcast, as you recall, it, it was you and you and Carrick Jones on on the on the podcast with Jimmy and I talking specifically about this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of historical reference, and um, if I and uh, we we kind of. Yeah, we kind of chuckled a little bit about kind of the way things were going with Detroit at that point in time. Um, but realistically, this is this is actually a Metro Series game that I, I think a lot of people need to be paying attention to this time around. I think this is a this is definitely probably this is definitely uh, uh, going to be one of the top games in the in in the conference this week. 
And I don't think we've said that in a long time. No, and it's it's going to be a good game. I, I don't think I don't see either team blowing this game out. No, no. which scares me because the, the idea of <laughs> Antoine Davis playing you know down one with five seconds left on the clock doesn't doesn't sit so well. No, not really. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> but yeah, that it is. But I I I think if, for me at least, from looking at both of these teams, but looking at both at Detroit Mercy and Oakland. Where you have Detroit Mercy, where you know who the guy is. It's Antoine Davis. You, you'll have obviously you'll have you know you'll have Josh McFally as as that second scoring option. I think he's finally kind of getting kind of gotten in back into that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the I think the the Green Bay game was kind of a, a wake up call for him in terms of you know being able to kind of get back into his groove. So you you now have uh, so. Theoretically, you now have yourself a second second scoring option on top of Antoine Davis, which you know on, even before the se- before the conference season started, I didn't think was going to be. Um, I, I I had an idea that maybe Detroit Mercy was going to have that, but I wasn't really a hundred percent on that one. Now I think that's definitely going to be possible. Whereas you now have where you put that up against Oakland, where Oakland has such a balanced attack right now. So that's going to be again. That's going to be a very interesting dynamic to see on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I really, honestly, if you're a, if you you know, and honestly, if you're if you have nothing better to do on if you have nothing better to do on Saturday, this is definitely the game you want to be paying attention to next week. I'm I'm going to be paying attention. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But and and again, it's it's one of the it's it, given that where we were this time last year, I, I don't I'm I, it's amazing that we can even say that now. I wish I wish we couldn't in some way. You know, I'm I'm torn because obviously uh, I like winning and I, I'm I love blowing out mercy and just being able to say there's not even a, a rivalry anymore. There's no series here, all those things. But uh, I'm also excited to see a good a good matchup. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's gonna be and again, it's gonna be and yeah, it's. I mean, and yeah. So for Horizon League fans, you know, it is it is at two o'clock. So uh, Northern Kentucky, you know, Northern Kentucky, Wright State, Youngstown State, Cleveland State, IUPUI, uh, Milwaukee fans, your your games are later on. So you guys can you don't have an excuse to not see to not watch this game unless, of course, you don't have ESPN Plus. To which I say my condolences, but you know whatever I you have could, it because I don't have a choice. You could also uh, come to the game. Make sure you bring a towel to knock all the dust off that uh, off the seat. <laughs> Yeah, that's um and, no one's yeah, no one sat there in a, in a year. Yeah. Well, they better you know what? You know, this is this is a Detroit Mercy team. You probably you got to you probably should go you you should see up close and personal at some point if you're in the Detroit metro area, honestly. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a it's it's it, yeah, and you know, I I thought for sure that maybe, you know, Detroit Mercy was a year away, but man, it it is it is a nice it's going to be a pretty nice dynamic. And again, not to take anything away from Oakland either. You know, we Oakland was a big wild card for me earlier this year as well, and I, I think they're they're getting it together where um, they, they they look like they got some things. They it definitely looks like they that Oakland had some things going for them um, moving forward. So um, one of the things I do want to point out is I, I, you know Greg Campy talked a little bit about the little bit about the game uh, talked about the game. Um, there's video up on Twitter. Uh, of him talking about this this ma- this particular matchup, he also did happen to mention the fact that um, Oakland was one of the first people to offer Antoine Davis, as I understand it correctly. That's what he, he says. He likes he <laughs> likes to offer people that uh, 
<laughs> he might not get, but he's going to offer it. And I, you know, he's he's a smart man. He's he, he knows what's up. He he was all over um, uh, JJ Junior. He almost he almost pulled him, even though his dad was at Mercy at the time. I mean, he's he pays attention to these, especially these coaches' sons. It seems. Yeah, yeah. He he had he, he did indeed mention it because you know he mentioned talking to talking to Mike Davis about about Antoine obviously over the last year and you know obviously you know that by of course you know as we know Antoine chose Houston and then when Mike Davis brought the, took the took the job at Mercy he he followed his he uh, he decided to uh, join his dad here and um, it's it's paying dividends. Um, but the one thing that he did mention, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about this, is that he wasn't a hundred percent sure how exactly he was going to get, uh, he, he was going to uh, uh, defend uh, defend Antoine Davis. So uh, I'm not sure there's a way to be able to do that because it doesn't look like anybody's been able to do that the, the entire season. I am guessing just as much as everybody else, because yeah, no, there's no good way to defend Antoine Davis. I'm not going to pretend there is. I'm going to guess Antoine Davis is going to see a combination of Javen Cumberland. Mm-hmm. And Trey Maddox. Um, okay. I think Maddox really wants to become the lockdown defender. I think he's really figuring it out how Campy works, and he wants to become that guy. Campy's, you know, had those lockdown guys in the past. Yes. Uh, even last year, Martez Walker, before he got hurt, had decided that he didn't care about scoring. He wanted to be the guy on the other team's best on the other team's best player. And I think Trey Maddox is starting to kind of see that opportunity. Um, but he's also a freshman. Um, but I think he's bigger than than Davis, which will help. But he's quick. Sure. Um, so I could see him on Davis. I could also see Cumberland as the you know junior redshirt junior who's been around a while trying to trying to contain him um i mm-hmm. think they're going to try to keep norris off of him sure. but but size wise that's actually a good match that's probably so. not a bad idea because i know when uh that's probably not a bad idea um norris uh, Braden norris i know he's uh you know he he's he's done he's kind of been uh you know ever since we got into the he was pretty good in the uh uh, non-conference. He's kind of been up and down during the conference schedule. I know when uh, when Oakland played Cleveland State, Tyree Appleby was he had a lot of trouble against Tyree Appleby. So it's probably not a bad idea that he is not defending Antoine Davis. I think you know, kind of like how Xavier Hillmays didn't defend McDonald because you didn't want him exhausted. Yeah. Trying, you know, I think keeping Norris off of Davis will give Norris yeah. the chance to continue to run the offense well and yes. without a real backup point guard, um, he's got to be on the floor. You know, that that's a freshman seeing 38, 39 minutes a game, which is yeah. not what anybody expected or wanted. And he's doing a great job. But I think what you're yeah. seeing is um, people are, are aware of him now, yeah. and and he's he's probably getting a little tired. I mean, I, I yeah. doubt he's played this many games, this many minutes in his, in his sure. basketball career. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to pretend to be a Braden Norris expert, but um, I, I think you're, you're seeing a little bit of, of that combination with him. And uh, yeah, keeping him off Davis will keep him fresh to continue running the offense, which is Yeah, important. that's probably going to be the best. Yeah, that'll definitely be the best for him because, you know, he. I think, as you mentioned, he, he uh, Greg Campy needs him to, to run the offense. Um, you know, the... the he he definitely wants to focus his uh the defense where he wants to make sure that the defense on Antoine Davis is focused uh, where it belongs. Um, so that's going to be definitely I think that's going to be a key. Um, I, I really I'm very interested in seeing um where how everybody else matches up. Um, you know the, the there's also you know there's going to be the there's going to be the Josh McFally uh kind of. You know, factor with Detroit Mercy. Plus, again, <laughs> with, with Oakland, it's going to be a question of okay, who goes off this game? Well, and I think that's because again, be you, the, you can the, have anybody team. on that team who could do that. Um, you know, I, I see Campy slowing the game down. Um, he, mm-hmm. he needs to. He's not. He wants to keep the ball out of Davis's hand. Um, he has to. And so at that point, um, unless Mercy starts running their weird press defense, you know, it's going to be a 
a low possession, low scoring game. Um, so it's, if we're going to try to grind it out down low, it's going to really be, you know, Xavier Hill Mays, I think, is going to have a good game. I don't think um, Detroit really has anyone to really match up with them. I mean, Blackshear's 6'11", but um, he hasn't really shown the ability to succeed at the horizon level. Um, I think he's had maybe one or two games this year, but overall, I don't think he's a great low low post player. And watch me regret these words, you know, in a week. But um, I think X is going to get his, and they're going to have to double him. And I think that's where you're going to see James Beck and Brad Brechting have to um, really have a good game Saturday. Um, and Davis is going to get his again. And if somebody else, you know, if McFally or someone else gets going, it's going to be it's going to be a tough win. Yeah, that's going to and, and yeah, it's going to be. I I agree. I think it's going to be again. I think it's going to be a great matchup on Saturday. So I'm definitely going to be. I will definitely be paying attention to this as you know, as well as all of you should as well. Um, so um, you know, the given the one last thing I want to ask because we talked about Drew McDowell, we talked about Antoine Davis. Um, are we at a point where uh, you know? It's, it's those two guys, you know, we're having the conversation about uh, for Horizon League Player of the Year. Um, probably. I think Cohen should be mentioned as well, but um, I don't see I don't see the, the I don't know how to, how to say it. I don't see him getting getting the votes needed. I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's yeah. he's leading a good team, but I don't think the numbers are, are going to quite be there. He's not going to have the wins. He's not going to have anything to, to back that up. Uh, yeah. I, Sandy Cohen's a good player. I think the, I think as we've seen, um, the the dynamic in Green Bay kind of works against him because for me I think when I see Green Bay I see I see a similar kind of setup as Oakland where any one of those guys can go off um, not just Sandy Cohen mm-hmm. um, as we saw as we saw on Saturday where you know Cam Hankerson comes out of comes out of nowhere and um, you know you know st- you know produces uh, specifically in the first half of that game. Um, so I think um, Sandy Cohen is is definitely in the conversation, but as you mentioned, because of the dynamic at Green, the way Green Bay uh, is set up, especially offensively, that that might hurt him. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, yeah, I think you are looking at a two man race. Yeah. Um, I mean, biased as it may be, I don't think McDonald's the player of the year because when I saw him in person, uh, we shut him down pretty well, and he was very frustrated that game. And if we can do that again, that tells me that maybe he's not a player of the year. I don't, I don't see Antoine Davis not winning both the, the freshman and player of the year, or newcomer, whatever we're calling it this year. Uh, newcomer of the year is a freshman and, newcomer. That changes, yeah, I feel like. And, I don't know. Incidentally, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that, and by the way, um, and I had to look this up, um, there has never been in the history of the Horizon League and whatever the hell we and Mid, you know, MCC or whatever the hell we were calling it before that. There has never been a player to win. Uh, to, there has never been a freshman who is one player of the year. Never. Right. So that would be that would be unprecedented. Um, for Antoine Davis to win the win player of the year. I, at this point in time, I do think that that Drew McDonald, just based upon, you know, based, and again, I'm just, I'm basing this on just, just his, you know, the, the way he's been, cons- uh, well, Oakland aside, the Oakland game aside. That's right. Um, he's been, he's been pretty consistent in terms of his performance, again, you know, with ba- one bat, you know, with the Oakland game notwithstanding. Where I, I still think he currently has the edge, but as you mentioned, you know we we may be seeing a different. Di- and again, um, we we'll see what happens on Saturday between Oakland and Detroit Mercy, and see kind of you know what game plan Campy has for has for Davis as well. So that's going to be. I, I'm very interested in seeing kind of how that how that all how that all is going to shake out. And but um, I, I see an argument. Obviously, um, right now I see Drew McDonald having the edge, but I, I definitely see the argument for Antoine Davis at this point, especially when you have a Detroit Mercy team that probably has 
way uh, that has way more wins than I ever expected them to, and, be- and that mean and that really means something. I think that is that di- dynamic right there is you know that I don't know uh, how do you how do you even put. You know, how do you put a value? You can't put a value on that. To have you have somebody who come where you have a player who comes in and basically changes the dynamic not only of your team but potentially the league itself. And and you know, I'm going to get the Valhalla Vanguard and Norse Nation. Everybody mad at me for saying you know bad things about Drew McDonald. I think Drew McDonald's again, a great player. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, exactly. What else is new? I. <laughs> by the way, since I've already said it, I love those guys because I love that there's a good, <laughs> there's another good student section and and, yes. and group of fans to jaw with. You don't get yeah, that well, anywhere. Well, we've had him on. We've had him on the show before, and uh, I know we'll have him on again. So uh, that that so uh, shout out to the Valhalla Vanguard. Yeah, I know friends of the show. I know uh, um, we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of Northern Kentucky followers from them. So uh, shout out to those guys. But they're, you know they're building something. But I think Drew McDonald actually reminds me a lot of Sandy Cohen as far as in league. It's a good, he's got solid numbers and he's not, and he's winning even more games. But there's nothing about him when I watch him, even against you know even when he has a good game where I'm like that's a, that's a player of the year right there. I, I never have that thought. He's a solid piece. I think he's a really really good player. But I never you know he's not a superstar to me. And maybe I'm wrong. But you know I watch Davis. That's a superstar. Like that's a, that's yeah. a player of the year. And, and I hate that because man I, I love when Mercy's so good. <laughs> well I, yeah so. Um, I understand. I understand completely. So, um, so, uh, so with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Uh, Matt, Matt, thank you very much for, uh, for filling in for Jimmy this week. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry that, uh, you know, Jimmy couldn't be here, but, uh, I'm, I'm cooler anyway. And I don't come with stone cold music. So I think that's a win. Okay. Um, well, I, <laughs> you know, you know, I always hear that the shattered glass, like, Oh, come on, Jimmy. Come on. You're better than that. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, and and um, well, so you can always find us uh, all episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on SportsHacks.com, HAX.com, and you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable uh, wherever you find podcasts uh, and on your Amazon and uh, Google uh, Google devices. Um, and don't forget, we also have our YouTube channel. So um, you know, wherever you want to find, wherever you want to find and uh, get, listen in, um, you can definitely find us. So uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. And uh, thanks for listening.